My name is Susie. I have three children, the youngest of whom struggles with anxiety, depression, and suicidal ideation. I never thought this could happen to me, and I miss the signs. Being a parent is really hard, but I'm here to help. I'm talking to other parents and experts to help you with the struggles that your kids may face. I want you to know that you are not alone and there is hope. I'm not a physician, therapist, or counselor. I'm just a mom. I want to see you smile again, take away that pain in them clouds that keep covering up the sun. I'm really excited to bring a special episode of the Just a Mom podcast during this holiday break. I had the opportunity to sit down with Will, my son, whom if you've been listening to the podcast, you heard him in episode one, season one. So I had the opportunity to sit, to sit down with Will and his girlfriend Kaylee over the break and talk to them about a play. And this play is really breakthrough in my opinion. Um, it's a play that Kaylee has written about anxiety and Will is directing and producing. So I really thought it would be great for me to get their take on um, this expression of mental illness and mental health issues. And I just am excited to have a conversation with them. So Will and Kaylee, thank you for being with me on this special edition episode of the Just a Mom podcast. Yes, hello. It's been 13 episodes since I've been here. There you go. (laughs) So it's great to have you both here. And I am really excited to share with the listeners a little bit about the Brightest It's Ever Been, which is the name of the play that Kaylee has written. So Kaylee, let's just start off by getting a little bit of background about you. So tell us about yourself because the audience has already heard about Will and Way for the last 13 episodes. So <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so um, I am a sophomore at Mid-American Nazarene University in Olathe, Kansas, I'm double majoring in music and theater um, with a piano emphasis in music and a musical theater emphasis for theater. Um, And I currently work as a voice and piano teacher for ages um, about five to seven at Kansas City School of Music in Lenexa. And you just had your recital yeah right with your kids and yeah. they all did a great job yeah they and did you did a well. great job yes she did from what will said so and so you have a lot of free time is what it sounds like <laughs> no because <laughs> you're just sitting around with your double major and your teaching and all of your activities mm-hmm. going oh, what yeah, am i gonna do what am i gonna do she's today? kind of an yeah. underachiever <laughs> Well, so, but somehow you did manage in some time, uh, free time to write this show, Mm -hmm. The Brightest It's Ever Been. So give me a little bit of background on the show and what the inspiration was for it. Yeah, so I wrote this play, um, I think about two years ago is when I finished the first draft of it. Um, It started out as, um, I don't even really remember it was like a weird like random a idea very strange concept that, that will had um and then it kind of turned into um oh like what if we wrote about like someone's experience uh with anxiety and then um that turned into writing about my experience with anxiety and kind of um 
a little bit of what I experienced leading up to uh, starting therapy for the first time and like really talking to my parents about everything that was going on. Um, so I think Will did a lot of the the plot structure for it and then uh, I just kind of took it from there and wrote the text and we would we would meet every now and then just to talk about um, what I'd written up till that point and just kind of experimenting with some other ideas and some other directions that uh, the story could go to. Was it difficult for you to kind of put on paper some of your personal stories? Because it sounds like that I have not read the play, which is, oh, okay. I, I have not read it, to be mm-hmm. clear. Um, she so wants I, to experience it. I know, it. I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I want to experience it as, a, as an audience member without going into it knowing what's going to happen. So... Mm-hmm. Was it difficult for you to to put on paper your personal experience? Yeah, it was very difficult, um, especially because I think I'd only been in therapy for like two months, two and a half months, um, maybe even less than that uh, by the time that we started working on it, by the time I started writing it. And so a lot of what I was writing about, I hadn't really worked through. And a lot of it, you know, I mean... They were things that I were I was afraid to talk about, and so writing it down was like even scarier because then it's not just like I said it and it's out there. Now it's like I said it and it's on paper, and like I'm gonna go back and read it. Um, Will's gonna read it. We're gonna like work through it and edit it, and then like people might see it one mm. day. So I felt um, very nervous about all of that. Sure. Um, I think it was just it was very vulnerable and I still feel like I'm being very vulnerable with this whole process of like actually sharing it with people. But, yeah, it was it was pretty difficult. And you are, by the way, being very vulnerable and Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. And one thing that um, I think we've all forgotten to mention is Kaylee is also playing the lead in this play. Ah, (laughs) So because you know that character pretty well. Yeah. Because it's you, Mm -hmm. I'm assuming. Right. But we're, her name's not Kaylee, is it? No, yeah. we're working on um, distancing it from yeah. actual real life people just because, um, you know, that's potentially pretty, uh, pretty dangerous to be living in that mm-hmm. mindset as just, you know, this is me three years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. And as an individual, as an actor, that can doing that over and over, that can be pretty scary and very draining for somebody to do, you know, for two weeks straight with mm-hmm. no breaks. And so we've been working on um, ways that we can differentiate the character and the actor that plays the character. Mm-hmm. And that's been a really big focus of ours over the last probably year is um, is is making that distinction. Will you elaborate a little bit on that for the rest of the world like yes. me who are not actors? Like, how do you do that? Because... Being not an actor, I'm thinking, all right, well, if I were an actor, I would think, like, I'd want to put myself in the character's position and try to adopt that mindset or whatever as much as possible. But so kind of help us understand that, how that works. Yeah. um, No, you're absolutely spot on about wanting to be in their mindset and, and living as them. And that is where the danger comes in, because as an actor you are reacting, you are um, living truthfully in these imaginary circumstances. And 
that, that was an acting one definition right there. Um, and so when you're on stage doing it, you are living it. You are fully experiencing, hopefully, if you're, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're giving a truthful and honest performance, you are fully experiencing whatever that character is experiencing. And so a couple ways of differentiating and de-rolling, as we call it. Um, you actually just did a presentation on some of this stuff. Yeah, I just did some research on it uh, about a week ago. And one one thing that we're going to be doing is we're going to have an article of clothing that Kaylee only wears when we are in rehearsal. Mm. So there's a, a purple jacket that Kaylee will put on when we start rehearsal and take off when we end rehearsal. And that's a very visual physical way of like i am putting on this character Mm -hmm. and then once we finish i am taking off this character and doing a shakedown and uh, we're going to start every rehearsal with a warm-up to kind of clear our minds and get ourselves into it and end with a cool down to you know talk about it shake off whatever we were um just going through so we can you know talk as actor to director instead of character that's in the middle of a crisis and the person who's running the light board (laughs) that's really good because actually just this morning at something where your father and I were we were talking to um, a chiropractor and he was talking about how when now when he drives to work now that he's a little older when he gets to a certain point in his drive and he sees these particular trees that's when he starts thinking about his patients and on Mm -hmm. his way home he does the same thing and he leaves the patients at that same. So I, I, I that's yeah. a great visual, I think, to literally put on and take off that mm-hmm. character. Kaylee, knowing that this is your personal story and it is very vulnerable and the three of us sitting here understand that as we have been very vulnerable with our personal stories. What was it that made you decide that this was an important thing to do? Yeah, so I have always felt like um, storytelling and theater as a form of storytelling, um, they're, they're very important to me. And I know that they're very important um, in the process of healing within yourself and also reaching other people. Um, and so to me, this felt like a way that I could help, um, I don't know, kind of show an audience that, you know, maybe if they're sitting there and they are relating to what they're seeing on the stage, that they know, oh, okay, I'm not alone in what I'm feeling. And then also um, there are options for me and I can get help. And if they um, even start to think about that a little bit just from watching or if they don't struggle but they start to understand a little bit more just from watching than I've done what I wanted to do. And I'm so proud of you, like listening to you say that because that's exactly why the three of us again are doing the things that we do because mm-hmm. we just want to help one or two people understand, know that they're not alone and there's hope and storytelling. Yes. is so incredibly powerful. And I love like, how the different mediums we can use like I use this podcast Mm -hmm. use your plays Will's music it's just it's really cool all the different ways that we can work to try to help people understand that they're not alone and there is hope so that is awesome give me a little glimpse into maybe a couple of things that you feel like the audience will really um, either be surprised by or relate to Um, 
I think I can answer both of those with one of the things that I'm thinking about. Um, and that's that the, the mental illness and the anxiety that the main character is dealing with is personified and it's, it's its own character. Um, and I, I feel like that, that at least for me is a good representation of what it feels like. Um, but also might be surprising because I don't know of, I think I know of one other project, at least um, in the theater world, um, that personified mental illness as its own character. Um, but I think that that might be relatable just because, I mean, it's another person following you around and with anxiety, especially. Um, it's like, recurring thoughts like the messages that you have in your head and how they affect how you live your life um kind of like these alarm bells going off when there isn't an emergency um that they need to be sounding for and I I feel like that it seems simple but I think that you know I mean that's what it feels like and putting it as a separate person I think could be um something that people would understand or relate to and that was one of, in in the early days of this, when we were, you know, meeting weekly or biweekly and working on developing this script, that was one of the things that got me really, really excited for this because I had never read anything that that had dealt with anxiety or any mental illness like this. And I read it and I said, this is something that people need to see because it is so visually and like viscerally it makes so much sense. And that's that's what kind of got me on this play is, is this personification of anxiety. So those of us who haven't experienced it are going to be able to sit there and watch and say, oh my gosh, that makes sense now. Yeah, that's, that's the hope. Anyway. Well, that's Absolutely. so powerful. It's amazing. How, <laughs> I'm and so, so proud. And, and again, like, again, that, that this play is for everyone anyone who lives and breathes because guess what we probably know somebody who has anxiety mm -hmm. or has has struggled with anxiety in the past and there are other characters in this play like like the main character's best friend and mm -hmm. her mom and the therapist and all of these people you know might not exactly know what it's like to struggle with anxiety but there is a new perspective once they, you know, kind of figure out what's going on of, oh, this person is struggling with anxiety. This is how I can support and treat them. Yes, because that is a huge, as poor Will knows, like that's a huge learning curve for those of us who parent or love uh, someone who's struggling with mm -hmm. a mental health issue is we don't always know the right things to do or say. And so therefore we screw up a lot and initially and, and anyway, I mean, you know, you do the best you can, but mm -hmm. it's the, I know that it's in the early days of Will's illness, I certainly did not always do and, and support him the way that um, would have been the most helpful. And I'm going to go on record and say, I don't blame you for any oh, of that. I know. that was, I... You were doing what you thought was best. I'm and just saying, yeah. I think most of us definitely, definitely. can yeah. relate to that. And, Absolutely. you know, every parent I've talked to always is like, yeah, I wish I could go back knowing what I know now. Mm -hmm. But that's, of course, hindsight's always twenty twenty. 
give us a little um, bit of the kind of quick and dirty for those who are in the Kansas City area. This play is going to be live next Mm -hmm. week. So tell us the details of how a person could get a ticket for the play, where it's being uh, performed, Mm -hmm. etc. So the play is December 28th through 30th at Hillcrest Covenant Church in the Youth Ministries building. It's a little house-looking building off the side of the main church. And you can get tickets by going onto our Instagram or Facebook page, which is just at Brightest Play. And in the link in our bio, it takes you to an Eventbrite page, and tickets are free, and you can uh, help support our artists by paying what you can. But if you can't pay any extra for a ticket, that is just fine. We just want you to see the play. And we'll put all this in the show notes, of course. So, And I'm thinking, (laughs) yes, for sure, put this in the show notes. Will, tell us as the producer, director, how did you go about casting this show? Like, was it hard for you to convince Kaylee to play the lead? It was very easy for me to convince her to play it. It was very difficult for me to tell her to wait two years. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because... We were going to do this show a year and a half ago, and after a lot of conversation with my family and my therapist and with Kaylee, we decided that, no, I mean, this is just too, this is too close to home right now, and we don't Mm -hmm. feel far enough removed to do this in a healthy and safe way. And Kaylee, Kaylee really has wanted to play this role for, since you wrote it, Mm -hmm. but, um, allowing ourselves to you know breathe on it a little bit and and give it some space um i think has really helped us just as um as a creative team you know take a step back and really understand what's happening as for casting the rest of the actors it's a five-person play so i had four other actors to cast we did some readings with uh amazing actors that we know and love and from that we cast a handful of the roles and then after that, there were a couple left over, and I I had a few people in mind that I really wanted to be a part of this production, and you know, thankfully they were they were willing to um, to come into this independent production. You know, we crowdfunded for for their artist salaries, and you know, I'm really proud to say that we're we're able to pay all of our artists a fair wage. Um, and through all of that, we've done a couple Zoom calls where we've read through the show, you know, lots of emails back and forth. And we are super pumped to get started with rehearsals on Monday. When you were talking about that, I, I remembered that period of time um, that you were discussing that you didn't feel like it was the right time for Kaylee to, Kaylee to do this show. Why did you decide... To have Will be the director and producer. She didn't have a choice. Oh, well, <laughs> no, she did. She my did. Job. <laughs> yeah, you did because you're my copyright. Yeah. Sorry. Bad girl. Yeah. <laughs> and it is copywritten. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. Yeah. So, how did you decide to have Will other than, you know, pressure from him? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it felt like a kind of like a no-brainer for me at least just because um he helped me work through the whole writing process um and like you know read through scenes as I finished them talked through all of it with me um and was really um just there for like all of the 
um, construction of, of the play um, and of the plot and everything like that. Um, and I also knew because we'd talked about it that he had a lot of vision um, for the show and really, really wanted to direct it. Um, and he was definitely someone that I trusted to kind of take my work and figure out what his vision for it was and kind of put it on its feet. I had worked with him in a directing uh, sense once before um, and knew that he had a lot of a lot of good ideas, a lot of good vision for um, pieces that he's passionate about. Um, so it just kind of, again, kind of seems like a no-brainer, seemed like a good idea. Oh, thanks. <laughs> That's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> you've told us a little bit about what your hope is for the for the show um outside of wanting to affect you know a person or a handful of people what other hopes do you guys have for this um the brightest it's ever been play um I think something that I'm hoping to do with this is um just kind of I don't know, like see if other people want to be involved in it, kind of see where it goes after we do this production, um, because I have no idea like what the response to it, audience response is going to be. Uh, we've talked about maybe submitting it to um, fringe festivals and things like that, maybe getting it um, performed again. So I'm very interested and excited um, to kind of see what that is and hopeful that it will go somewhere and that it won't just be one production and done. Um, I'm also hoping that the people that work on it um, are really affected by the story that they're telling and that, you know, we're not only reaching the audience, but that we're also reaching each other. And hopefully, um, because I have uh, some close friends in the cast and some people that I love working with. And so I hope that um, they walk away with something from this as well. Um, and honestly, just some more education and experience about mental health in musical theater, because um, that has been what I've been doing research on um, lately for a project that I did in one of my theater classes at MNU. And um, just kind of seeing, you know, what are ways that we can effectively um, present mental illness uh, through theater and on stage and then um, you know how can we do it in the healthiest way for everyone possible and I don't want to say like experimenting with it but you know figuring out like okay this worked and this didn't sure. and so what can we do um, to be better and to make this um, like a better more effective form of expression Absolutely. I do want to clarify quickly, though. It is uh, it is just a straight play. There's mm -hmm. no singing or dancing mm -hmm. in it. Um, it's a little, um, I feel like it would be a very out of place to have a tap number in the middle right. of the show. Right. <laughs> so, no, it is just a straight play. Sorry. <laughs> Don't be. Kaylee, you said something earlier, too, about or maybe it was Will, I don't remember. One of you said something about there's just not much out there in this space. Mm -hmm. So it seems to me like this is um, a void that needs to be filled. So very much like the Just a Mom podcast, you know, there's just a, a void of mm -hmm. information for parents and an encouragement for parents who have kids who are struggling with mental health issues. So 
I think this play has the real possibility of um, getting some people's attention and being a big thing. Absolutely. It's uh, I'm a little biased, but it is an incredibly well-written play and I'm hoping to, uh, to do that justice and bringing it to stage in a, in a very respectful manner to both Kaylee and her story and also all of the people who have experienced anxiety or mental illness on their own. I want to make sure that we're showing as much respect as possible to those people. I know I've seen some shows, some really, really big national, international shows. I'm not going to name names, but that have been pretty disappointingly, um, pretty poorly uh, educated. Agree. Um there's one show specifically mm-hmm. that I know you guys are both nodding your heads about <laughs> that we went to a big theater to see and we were very excited about it. And there was no information in the program about, you know, hey, if you're struggling, call this number or like you're not alone or whatever. And the portrayal of it on stage was was very contrary to what I've experienced and to what Kaylee has experienced. And um, that that was really disappointing for me. And so I think going about it in a way of we're doing this in order to show respect to the people who have experienced this and also help educate people who haven't experienced this. I think that that's kind of the posture that we have going into that. And I think um, with that, it definitely has potential to, um, to, you know, get some get some traction behind it. For sure. And coming from such a place of personal vulnerability, I have a feeling that it's really going to resonate with the audience because people, again, stories are powerful. That's why I do this and that's why you do what you guys do in the theater world and to be able to tell part of your personal story in order to help other people is really incredible and I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Thanks mama. <laughs> is there anything else that you guys want to talk about? Um, Let's see the show before we wrap up. I would say just follow our social media page at the brightest play at okay. brightest play. And that'll um, again, it'll be in the show. notes. Yeah, that'll be in the show notes. And you know, I really hope to see some people uh, in the audience. And if you did learn about this play from the podcast, please find me after the show. I'd love mm. to. I'd love to meet you. And you know, thank you for coming personally. Um, we are performing the brightest it's ever been from December twenty eighth through thirtieth at Hillcrest Covenant Church, and you can find the link to tickets in the show notes. And that is in the Kansas City area. And there are listeners outside of the Kansas City area. So if you might be interested in having the brightest it's ever been in your area, then uh, you can, of course, message Will or Kaylee through the social media or me. And I I, I know where they live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, if you're in New Hampshire and you want to see our play, just, you know, hit me up. I'd love to love yep, to work with you. That'd be awesome. Well, Will and Kaylee. Thank you both very much for being with me on this special edition of the Just a Mom podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you. If you or someone you know is struggling with suicidal thoughts or ideation, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 988. Sun. 
I wanna see you smile again Take away that pain in them clouds I keep covering up the sun If you found this podcast helpful, please subscribe and leave a rating and or a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, please share this with your friends and anyone you think may find these interviews helpful. Thanks again for listening to Just a Mom.